Hey everyone, my name is Brendan Patrick, and you're listening to Superlit. Superlit is a bi-weekly podcast pertaining to the books about the LGBT community. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Um, this week, I'm really excited to talk to you all about a book that I got for my birthday from my manager. It is called We Are Okay by Nina LaCour. I actually read a short story by Nina LaCour for the podcast earlier in the year, and I believe it is called The Print Shop from the book Meet Cute. And uh, I didn't realize that this was the same person until I actually looked into it. And I was like, wait a minute, I recognize this woman's face and name. And I'm really excited about it because I wanted to read more by her. So really hype about this. This book is wild, let me tell you. It goes back and forth between uh, past and present. But before I get into like the real nitty-gritty of the book... I'm going to read the book sleeve because that is what we do here, and here's as it reads. You go through life thinking there's so much you need, until you leave with only your phone, your wallet, and a picture of your mother. Marin hasn't spoken to anyone from her old life since the day she left everything behind. No one knows the truth about those final weeks, not even her best friend Mabel. But even a thousand miles away from California coast... At college in New York, Marin still feels the pull of life and tragedy she's tried to outrun. Now, months later, alone in an empty dorm for winter break, Marin waits. Mabel is coming to visit, and Marin will be forced to face everything that's been left unsaid and finally confront the loneliness that has made a home in her heart. An intimate whisper that packs an... (laughs) I can't ever say this word indelible punch. We Are Okay is Nina LaCour at her finest. This gorgeously crafted and achingly honest portrayal of grief will leave you urgent to reach across any distance to reconnect with the people you love. Okay, so I started reading this a little bit before Thanksgiving, and let me tell you, (laughs) I finished it after Thanksgiving, uh, maybe on Sunday, and I can't even explain to you how Black Friday and Thanksgiving killed me because I am still exhausted from it and there is no reason why. Uh, I work retail, for those of you that don't know, as my muggle job. And I didn't think that Black Friday and Thanksgiving were going to be so exhausting for me because uh, I'm usually pretty energetic. But like, let me tell you, (laughs) Black Friday and Thanksgiving got me fucked up and... I had a really hard time focusing, so I wanted to give myself a couple of, like, a day off from reading and sit down and read this all at once. And so as I was saying before I gave you the book sleeve, this book really is very interesting because it goes back and forth between past and present, 
because you're learning things about what happened to Marin while she was in California and why she's so adverse to talking about what happened while she was there. And her friend Mabel comes to visit her, and there's some tension between them. And I don't want to completely spoil that, so I'm going to leave that out because this book is less than 300 pages. It's about 240, if I remember correctly. Um, I just have the book sleeve in front of me, not the actual book, because I took notes on a singular sticky note. And this book, I actually, I tried to sit and read all of it without taking a million notes because I'm queen of doing that. And I really wanted to focus on the actual book itself because uh, it was a really interesting read. And none of the notes I were taking, like that I was taking, really gave me any kind of semblance of what I wanted to talk about. So for this book, there's a lot of detail in what is said and the way that the anxiety and grief is portrayed in a very realistic way, mind you as well. And it takes place during uh, the Christmas holiday, like around that time. And it really spells out the grief and anxiety that one feels. And you wonder why, like, why she's feeling like this. And then you find that, that her grandfather passed. And it's like, okay, if your grandfather passed, like, why is there so much feeling attached to this? Especially, And it's understandable because it happened recently for her. And it's, oh, it felt like while you're reading this that there was obviously something more going on. It wasn't just someone passing away. It felt like there was more to it than that. And... You find out that he passed, like, in the book, so it's it's not... It's a spoiler, per se, but it's not... It, I think I assumed it, so I, fig- I figured that out before actually reading it. And you try to figure out, like, what's going on, and, like, let me tell you, the twist... <laughs> the unexpected twist is really, really wild. And uh, Nina LaCour, her grandfather, had passed a year before she started writing this book, and in the... The actual like thank you she says that her relationship with her grandfather wasn't anything like this so nina i'm really i'm really glad that your relationship with your grandfather was much better but uh it's a very interesting character that she's set up because marin and her grandfather they live together marin's mother passed away when she was very young she died while she was surfing and marin lived with her grandfather ever since then and they don't ever really go into each other's bedrooms they always give each other the privacy so they don't over like they don't ever overstep which is for me very odd because i've gone into my parents room uh i've spoken to them i've used the like you know i've taken showers in their bathroom before but my my parents and i have a very like understanding relationship i guess and like just yesterday I went upstairs to talk to my mom and I laid down next to her in bed and I literally passed out. And I said to her as I'm like falling asleep, I'm like, can you wake me up in a half hour? I was just so exhausted. And that's just the kind of relationship that I have. And I know that that is not every single person's relationship, but I've always like felt perfectly fine with my parents coming in and out of my room. Like that never really bothered me. And <laughs> fun fact about my house, my bedroom has the whole house's thermostat in it. So uh, 
my parents have to come into my room sometimes, and it's perfectly fine. But I just always found it odd when people are like, oh, we're not allowed in my, like, I'm not allowed to go into my parents' room. Well, I don't, maybe because it's just a relationship that I have, but uh, my parents and I are, like, always interacting with each other. So I remember, like, when I first read in this book that, like, they give each other their space and they don't ever go into each other's rooms. I just thought that was strange for me, but it was just, like, that was an interesting note. And her grandfather gets notes, like, uh, letters in the mail all the time. And he's consistently writing to someone named Birdie. And it's kind of like a cute little note that you see about her grandfather, whose name is Gramps. And uh, it's like an interesting thing that is throughout the book that these letters are mentioned. And it's a very important part of the book. And that has to do with part of the ending, which, again, I wasn't expecting in any way, shape, or form. And it's cute. At first, I'll tell you that. It's cute at first, and then it's not at all uh, cute anymore. (laughs) And uh, it's a very important part of the book. But the length of the book, like I said, is like it's not a super long book. And it's a pretty good read, too. Like, you could probably do it. I like to take my time when I'm reading, and I take notes, handwritten notes. So I, I read a little bit slower than probably an average reader. But you could probably do this in a day. I try not to do that, especially when I'm reading. I like to give things a rest so I can think about what I'm reading and then pick up again, especially if it's something like this where you're learning a lot about a person's anxiety and their griefs and uh, how they tick. And for Marin, you learn a lot about her and kind of what makes her tick. And the way that Nina LaCour has written her is very interesting. And I actually really like... It's not simple, per se, because I I don't want to paint it out to be like, oh, it's so simple. But it's not her... The way that she writes grief is not super dressed up in a bunch of different descriptives that are just like... Over the like overly descriptive. It leaves enough to the imagination that like you could possibly put yourself in that person's shoes and be like, oh, this is this person's grief. Like, I understand this because X, Y, and Z. Like, when I think about my grandparents passing, and I I lost both of my grandmothers in the same year, like, that, it hurts a lot to talk about. I remember talking to my mom about it recently, and I got uh, choked up about it. And the way that it's written by Nina, like, this grief... I feel like I can understand like some of it and a lot of it is very specific to the situation and you need to read the book to figure out why because there's a lot of things throughout the book. It's almost like a mystery. You're trying to figure out like what happened because you don't necessarily get all of it up front and a lot of it is left until the last couple of chapters and it's crazy what it is. And it's not something you're going to be expecting because, I mean, if you are, like, kudos to you, but I was dumbfounded. Like, I was like, holy shit, this happened. I was not expecting it in any way, shape, or form. And if you can figure it out before, like, maybe the last five chapters, like, honestly, good for you. I'm excited for you because you are a better, maybe a better reader than I am. But the other part that 
I liked about this book a lot is that there's a romance factor to it, but it's not like the main aspect of it. Like, yes, this is a queer character and it's an, like a, an LGBT book, but it's more so like these two girls trying to fix their friendship and Mabel extending herself and trying to like figure out what went wrong between the two of them. And Marin kind of seems to be the type of person that because of what happened, she has cut herself off completely. And she, I don't think she like meant to do it to harm anyone in any way, shape or form, but she up and leaves California. She's like, well, I'm, in the school in New York, I'm just going to go there. And she literally just ups and leaves. It's wild that she does this. And it takes a, a, a certain kind of strength to do that. I don't really deal well with death, and neither does uh, Marin. So that, to me, was relatable because I would probably black out, especially if someone that basically raised me passed. Like I would probably black out and not be able to function. But... Mabel and Marin have a very complicated relationship with each other. And I like that this book isn't necessarily about that romance. Like there's parts of it that are like about it, but it's more so about figuring out and like kind of releasing this, like letting go of the ghost, if you will, uh, which I think is very topical specifically because they mention a lot of ghosts in this book. But I think this specific book, if it was more like romance heavy, it would have just been like not particularly important to the story. This story is more about Marin sorting through these really intense feelings that she has. And I'm really glad that this book exists because it's like, hey, there's some romance stuff here, but also um, this very important thing happened to me. And my grief is kind of eating me alive. It's made me into a different person and I don't know how to function as the person that I was. And I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to be that person again. And it's not at all the book that I was expecting it to be. I didn't realize I, my manager asked me what I wanted for my birthday and I was like, Oh, get me this book. It it seems good. Like I am the king of literally looking at a book and being like, yeah, I think I would like this. And then forgetting all about what the book specifically is until I start reading it. And I'm like, oh, this is this is that book. And it's like, I forgot that I really enjoyed Nina's writing style because I'm so glad I got this. I'm sad that it's such a short book. But on the other hand, if this book was any longer, I don't think that it would have been as good. Because this is such a good, it ends at such a sweet spot. And I think that it's written very well. And the fact that if it was any shorter, I would have wished for it to be longer. And I do wish it was longer, but like I know that it ends exactly the way that it needs to. But I think if it was any longer, it would have just like dredged on too much. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I think that Nina ended this at like the perfect spot. And I didn't really think about that because I looked at like how long the book was and I was like, oh, this seems short. And then as I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, this is like an intense book. Uh, And it's an award-winning book. It is the Michael Prince Award for Excellence 
and Young Adult Literature. Um, it's an American Library Association award, which I think that's amazing. She's apparently also, other than this book, she's an award winner for her writing styles, which is like really cool to see. I always get really excited when I wind up fi- like really liking an author and finding out that they've gotten awards for stuff. I'm like, oh, that's so sick. Like, that's amazing. Like, I'm so excited for them. And this one is also an award winner. And I can see why. And if you get the chance to actually hold the book in person, the cover that I have for the book is beautiful. It's this like pink with blue and black and like light white. It's almost, it is almost bisexual colors, almost, but it's a little bit too dark. And it's so interesting because it's, uh, I'm assuming it's Marin's like standing up on her bed, but instead of it being like in a room, the bed, like her dorm room is cut out and it's like on the like bay. So it's like near the ocean. So I'm assuming it's supposed to be like where she used to live. It's a very interesting, uh, diptych if you will. And I can't, I know this is like such a short episode and I know that when I'm, you know, alone instead of having Sophie with me, my episodes are shorter, but this book is such a short and sweet book and it's a really interesting read. I think for anyone who's experienced any kind of grief, it's an interesting read because it lets you see that, you know, I, I always feel strange when I'm talking about my grief with my grandparents and it's interesting to see that it's something that happens with other people. Like I miss my grand, both of my grandmothers tremendously. And I think, uh, Nina does miss her grandfather as well. And it's strange to think of people having such an impact on your life until they're not there anymore. And then you're like, wait a minute, I'm this way because of you. Like for me, I have a silver stripe in my hair and my grandmother on my dad's side, my dad's mother, I'm 95% sure I got it from her because I think it's a birthmark at this point. But like you, it's weird to think of how these people impact you. And for Marin, her mother, like she doesn't really have any memories of her because she died when she, Marin was three. So her grandfather basically raised her her whole life. So this person like made a huge impact on her and she's, he's gone at like the most pivotal part of a young person's life, like being away at college. It's a very interesting story. And I think it's a very good one to read, especially at this time of year too. Cause as we start to get into, you know, the December time, the December holidays, this kind of settles right into that time of year. And I actually didn't realize that when I started reading the book, I was like, Oh wait, this is like a couple weeks from this moment in time. So pretty good book to read. I'm really interested in Nina's writing. I think I want to find other stuff by her. I really didn't realize that she had like a few, maybe a few different books, but she mentions in her, like uh, the end notes of the book, the thank yous, if you will, that she's been writing for, I think 10 years. And that's amazing. And I'm so glad that I stumbled into her work because of a compilation book. Like, that's so exciting. But yeah, if you have a chance, go out and get We Are Okay by Nina LaCour. And those are all of my thoughts on it. 
I think it's a really great book. Again, go out and get it. I think it's a pretty nice read. And it's also like the size of the book is a little bit tall. Like it's a little bit longer than my iPhone. And it's a little bit taller than that. It's a pretty nice size book. I didn't realize how like how smaller, like it's much smaller than my regular book. So it was super easy to carry around. And I actually really loved that. Kind of wish all books that I have could be this size, but I'm asking for a lot, I know. But um, yeah, go ahead and pick up We Are Okay by Nina LaCour. And (laughs) I hate ending the episodes because I'm so bad at this because I never (laughs) say the right thing the first time. But um, my name is Brendan Patrick, and thank you for listening to Super Lit. (laughs) 